Okay. Why are you typing furiously? It's our entry song. I think we should do an entry song. Call it 120 words per minute. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of your favorite evening show. Hello. Uh, welcome to Evening Drama, episode 31. We've lasted this long. Can you believe it? This is over half a year. Right? 31, 31 times 2 is 62. And that's more than 52. That's true. Yeah. How do you feel? You still haven't gotten your new mic yet. Yeah, waiting for episode 52. <laughs> Drink coffee so at the today, Yeah. Today we'll be starting with something interesting that I read like an hour or two ago. Okay, <laughs> sure. It's called The Peter Principle. Have you heard of it? No. Enlighten us. So, The Peter Principle is basically this um, idea that. Uh, people get promoted. People who are good at their jobs, their competence, get promoted, right? So that's like a, it's a generally accepted idea, right? Yeah. Uh, so the idea is that, look, as you get promoted, you get promoted to the point where you stop being good and competent at your job. Okay. And that's when you start getting all these. Uh, Incompetent managers because they <laughs> no longer rise above their current skill set. Yeah, and so like uh, you eventually promote someone to the point where they actually become detrimental to your <laughs> Yeah, that's very interesting. It is right. Like so that means when you hire someone, like it to, I guess you think how far, how long term you want them in your company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I suppose that's why like, sometimes in like, movies or TV shows, you see people getting passed over for promotion because they are like, too good at what they do. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. That's true. I mean, but, uh, no, uh, when, when you were talking about it, I was thinking like, what is the solution, right? Would you demote someone? But then, like, I don't know, society doesn't seem to like that or do that. Like, people don't get demoted unless... Uh, actually, I don't know, I, I've hardly heard of anyone getting demoted in the first place. I suppose, ideally, people should be open to criticism and feedback about their job performance. Mm-hmm. So like you told someone they're not doing a good job, then they should uh, find a way to change it themselves, like maybe being defensive or being denial. But what if that person has reached their like skill ceiling? You know, they're really good at what they used to be hired to do, but then you take them one step higher and they can't do it. Like, is it fine? You just let them go back to what they were good at. You know, you create another position uh, that <laughs> effectively demotes them, but without uh, coming across as a demotion. Uh, call it a transfer. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Hey, I used to do this. I mean, that's why like, a lot of companies pay for training, right? Because uh-huh. they want employees to get better than what they are now. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean. Maybe some people just like physically can't get better. You know, like it's impossible. I don't know if, if it's such a thing. Like mentally or physically they, they can't improve. Like I feel they shouldn't, you know, be punished. Like they didn't uh, like let's say if they didn't, you know, ask for the promotion, they were like, Hey, I can do this, you know, promote me. But they were naturally promoted by the management. I mean it's a choice, right? If you want to be promoted, like you, you don't have to accept it. I don't think anyone says no to promotions. Yeah, so that means like by saying yes, like yeah, yeah, like uh, saying that you are willing to take on 
whatever responsibilities uh-huh. come with the promotion. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, actually, it's rejecting promotion. The thing, like, I've never heard of heard of that. Rejecting a promotion. Yeah. Right, like if you get offered a higher position, it, it's just natural to take it. But I think it depends what you want from your job. If you just want to climb, get more money, mm-hmm. then you'll take it. But if you, like, let's say if I was like a developer, okay, then I, I'm developing. I like coding, but then like you promote me to like uh, to manager, right? Then I have to stop coding and to manage people. Yeah. Then I would probably say no. I rather stay where I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do companies do that? Like, they, they if uh, someone is good at coding, should let let them be, right? Why take them out and then make them manage people when they might be a terrible manager? And how how why is that like a path to promotion? I don't know. I mean, they should just hire someone who's good at managing people. It doesn't have to be like an upper, like upper status, higher status, you know, like promote uh, managing people. I don't know. Like, it's a skill on its own, and uh, it could be like, like in terms of difficulty, it might be the same or even easier than coding. But it's like a accepted uh, hierarchy, right? Like, that's why you follow people who are. In a higher position, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, no, it's just like you accept that there's a reason why they are higher than you because, like, they are supposed to be like better or whatever. Uh huh. Yeah. But it's like you know, telling someone who's good at their job to not do their job anymore. Like, why? You know, doesn't make sense to me. I mean, will you follow someone who's like? To just join the company and like it's like uh, not your equal, but wants to treat you like their junior. Yeah, that's the thing. It it shouldn't be like treating, being treated as a junior. Like you should treat them as equals. But uh, your job is you know to manage them instead of the code. Like I feel. Uh, I mean, I think it it. But then again, I guess without the hierarchy, then the codos will be like, well, who are you to command me, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, like this, I guess the both both points work. And something like, uh, have you read the Valve handbook? No. It's basically like this book published, well, on ebook, like it was uh, published a few, many, quite a, many years ago. It's about how Valve is a flat company structure. So okay. like people have uh, desks that have rollers and they can just roll to whichever department they want to work in, whatever they feel like doing that at that time. There's, oh, okay. there's like no bosses, no uh, like upper people, everyone's the same level and everyone just works on what they are interested in working on. Yeah. Okay. So like, I mean, Valve is a very successful company, so I think that works, you know, just that people do what they're good at instead of like having them overlord over other people. I mean, also, I guess you have to trust the employees that they're responsible enough to finish whatever they start or to maintain, you know, code or the store or whatever. And like I mean, it's a different kind of company. I'm not saying it's uh, it's the right way, and that every company should be run that way. But it's an example yeah. of uh, how it could work. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot to do with like the company culture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What? Why? Why do you suddenly read about this principle anyway? I don't know. I saw I saw someone post it on Facebook, and I was like. I thought it was quite interesting that I googled it to learn more. Why is it called Peter? I don't know. Uh, 
When you said Pita, at first I thought you were talking about the... the, the... Oh, because uh, it was developed by someone called Lawrence Johnston Pita. Oh. I thought you were talking about the activist group, Pita. Oh! Uh, <laughs> I was actually thinking of Peter Griffin. Yeah. Oh, right. Because <laughs> he's quite So, I guess incompetent people are just people who are doing stuff that is too they're hard for them. At. Yeah, they're not good Yeah. Right? They're not good at. Do you believe everyone so is uh, good at something? Sorry? Do you believe everyone is good at something? Yeah, of course. You think so? They're like, yeah. no, I you... I believe everyone can... I believe everyone can learn mm -hmm. how to do something. Yeah. But... Uh, how good they get, I think that one like varies. Uh, well, I mean, how good they get also will depend on what they're trying to learn. I think it's a lot to do with nurture versus nature. Uh -huh. I think nature gives you like a head start. Yeah. Like, uh, if I was, like, young, as a kid, right, and then, let's say I was, like, really good at drawing, and then, uh, I have a teacher who was, like, oh, you're really good, you know, mm -hmm. you should pursue this, and then, like, they encourage you, so they nurture your talent, right, yeah. and then you start getting into it more, like, you learn to like it, you know, yeah. and then, uh, you'll be more keen on, you'll be more motivated to improve yourself, mm. versus, like, if I was forced to learn the piano as a kid, right? Yeah. And I really hated it. So to me, I was like, yeah, I know I'm not going to do this. Or like, if I do it, I'll be like half-hearted about it. You know? mm. So like, uh, I could be, I could be competent, but I might not be as good as someone who really passionate about it. Well, I guess that's passion versus talent, right? But I mean, passion is like nurtured, right? Well, I mean, passion... However, 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 like, comes about, you know, like, could be like, you just develop it by listening to a lot of it, then you develop passion for it, or mm -hmm. your parents or friends or teachers encourage you to pursue it. Yeah. Well, but yeah. being passionate about something doesn't mean you'll get good either. Though. But be more motivated. To yeah, you'll be motivated. But, yeah. yeah. What about if you got lied to as a kid? Like, uh, you actually draw really well. But your teacher tells you it's trash. Your family tells you it's trash, <laughs> and you give it up, and then you end up not like practicing drawing the rest of your life. Then that's too bad. <laughs> Guess you never know. Or you draw really terribly, but everyone says it's good, and then you keep doing it until you're old, and then you can't make a living doing it. <laughs> you're like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Everyone says I'm good. No, but then you get really good at drawing really bad things, right? <laughs> and then, I don't know, like, there's some, like, art pieces that I think look really bad. Yeah. I don't understand it, but then a lot of people seem to like it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I guess that's the good thing about art is subjective. Yeah, it's true. Like, do you know... When I was young, like, I did a lot of, like, I attended all these English classes, and then uh, the teachers would always tell me, like, oh, you draw really well, and then they make it mean reading in front of the class. You know? Yeah. So like they made me enjoy writing and reading. Do you know this guy, uh, Chris, the Simpsons artist? No. I always share his posts on Facebook. He draws really ugly shit, but it's damn fucking funny, and I love it. I put it up on the. I mean, that's like that's that's stream. his medium to get his joke across, right? Uh huh. So. I mean, it's like basically like super <laughs> hideous, unrealistic, and all. But it's damn funny. I mean, yeah. it's like that guy, what, um, the Malaysian artist Teeming Boy. Uh huh. Like, his, his work like is nice. Huh? His work is nice. No, but I mean, like the stuff that his comics are all like uh, stick figures kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's not like uh, it's not like. Those kind of like uh, DC comic cover artist kind oh, of sure, yeah. level, but then like I still find it really entertaining, you know. Mm -hmm. 
like mm-hmm. it's still good because like even though like it's not a very sophisticated art but uh, it conveys what he's trying to the story he's trying to tell yeah so like for me like oh it doesn't matter you know? it's mm. still like enjoyable yeah the fact that it's like so low tech makes it like even better to a certain extent that's true but yeah I guess I mean also art like it's what people like what people don't like right like metal music or heavy music or techno yeah. or any kind of music actually you know there are people who hate country music the people who love it and it's all individual preference some people like it some don't I don't even know if it's a gene thing like can you be born to just like certain types of music or it's something you are nurtured <laughs> I don't know like my sister in the US like before she left to the states she never listened to country music but when now now she's been there I don't know five years six years it's been a while she's been there for so long now she listens to tons of country music and yeah for sure like a lot of uh, when, uh, Hispanic like I the Latino off, like, music as well listening to all these like metal and stuff then went to Icon then they all like only did jazz mm-hmm. so I felt like uh, well in a way I felt like I had no choice but to listen to it too yeah. because like uh, it's what being taught right uh-huh. but then like uh, when you watch how people play in real life then you realise that oh it's actually really uh, it's actually really skillful and like quite difficult and then it made me appreciate it more than so I'm gonna start listening to it more and like on my own and enjoying it. Yeah. yeah I guess your environment really affects yeah. you. <coughs> like if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be into music. <laughs> you were well, the one who told me to listen to radio back in year actually, eight. Actually, I don't know why I asked you to listen to radio. Like, <laughs> I didn't listen to radio that much in Singapore. Before I came to Malaysia, yeah. Right? So I don't even know why I started listening to Hits FM. So I know you told me to tune in to Hits FM. I was like, okay. So I just got. It's one. not like I knew any like of the hits of like pop songs back then either. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And then we we started like singing along to NSYNC. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Yeah, and then uh. No, uh, then our, our music taste kind of grew together. Then we like got into rap and then rap rock, and then metal, and death metal. And then after a while, it diverged a bit, and then yeah. came back a bit, and then now it's kind of diverged again. <laughs> How do you get into K-pop? Like, out of nowhere, I felt maybe it was. During your time in Australia or something? No lah, it was before. Uh, when? I forgot what I was doing. I think it was like one of those... Um, I was like watching YouTube. And then like... It, it like uh, one of those recommendations and then about uh, girls' generation. And then... Uh-huh. It was like one video after another. I guess this, these uh, these like variety shows and documentaries are like quite smart. Like they interlace the videos with like uh, uh, clips of the songs, like the the catchy parts, right? Mm-hmm. So like it made me like, oh, uh, this sounds good. Now I'll go and listen to it. Then like, oh, this sounds good. Now I'll listen to that. Then like before you know it, I was like uh, listening to the whole album mm-hmm. and like watching the music videos. Yeah. I haven't looked back since. <laughs> <laughs> how, come, how come you don't own any of those light sticks? I don't go to the concerts. You're not a true fan, man. <laughs> Real fans have light sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Is the light stick thing only like a K-pop thing, or like do? It's only a like K-pop, dude. Like... No. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like fans what have my, uh, wars my, with uh, the light sticks like, and shit, you know. It's yeah, like what if my, uh, Western artists like Taylor Swift have light sticks too. I don't know. It's a 
Maybe it's a very good It seems like thing. a really good way to make money, right? And it's like really cheap to make, I assume. Yeah, probably. And like, they probably sell it for like $50 or something, right? Yeah. It probably cost them like 5 bucks to make or something. Uh-huh. And people will buy it, right? Yeah. No, they're, they're real expensive. But what I heard, like, fans, like, so uh, there are like some fans that don't like a certain artist or the, or they don't like what they did or something. They'll bring, like, light sticks of the, like, the enemy of the artist to their concerts and then turn it oh. on during their shows. <laughs> it's like a statement. I guess, I don't know, it feels kind of political. Like... Well, I guess it's it's the same as holding up signs, but just not as techy or high tech. Yeah. Um, so like, uh, I remember there's an instance with Girls' Generation mm-hmm. where when they first debuted, like nobody really knew who they were. So a lot of like uh, fans of other groups felt yeah. like uh, they were like, being copycats or whatever. Uh-huh. So during one of their concerts. Where, where like other bands were performing so like the other bands had their own light sticks right yeah so yeah so instead of turning their light sticks on during girls generation stage they turned their light sticks off yeah so it was like all black instead of like uh, being lit up uh-huh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah go on yeah oh. I mean lit up Okay, no, I thought you had something else to say. But yeah, that's true. Light 6, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe the West will catch on um, in a few years' time. But then, like, I don't know, to be honest, like, I'm not sure if it's just because I haven't, like, really paid attention to the music scene that as much these days. But I feel like there are less Western boy bands and girl bands these days compared to back then. Mm-hmm. Like when we were growing up, like I felt like that's all there was, right? Yeah. The mainstream music. Like you have NSYNC, then you have like uh, Five, Backstreet yeah. Boys, Bewitch, and all that. But now, like when you listen to radio, like I don't really hear any of these groups anymore. Yeah, no, I mean, it's true. Not, not to say like they don't exist, but then, uh, I'm not sure, it has like the, the trend for these kind of manufactured groups come to an end in the West. I would say so. It's like an era thing, you know. Like how in the 80s, all the rock, similar uh, 60s, 70s. I mean, every every generation of music has like a uh, uh, trend, yeah, that people follow to cash in on and so I guess now it's not the boy band era uh, may, may like or may not come back so strong though, you know? sure I mean so like you would think like uh, the western music industry would like try to capitalize on that with something of their own mm. well, but the fact that like, I'm not really seeing that much is like uh, kind of interesting to think about maybe it's something that can't really be emulated Probably because of the language. Yeah, I guess. You know, like Korean lyrics sound very different from English. Did you yeah, watch the. Is a, the is a cultural thing. You watched the Chinese video I linked just now? Yeah. <laughs> so fucking funny. Like, yeah, you know, you, you can't just change the lyrics to English, it won't work. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, like. I don't know, I mean, uh, I don't know, it's just music, it's, I guess if there was a formula, then everyone would be doing it, but there isn't. Well, like, Nickelback had pretty good formula. For a while, and then people got tired, and then now they're not around anymore. At least, I don't think so. Let's check. Nickelback. Back. Upcoming Pen Studio album. Oh shit, it's still around. <laughs> Mike Kroger spoke of his personal desire to move in more of a heavy metal direction. Hmm. Well, I mean, at least they're still around. I'm sure they still sell, like, 
millions of records every year. I think I actually I have no idea. <laughs> One thing to do an what album of Slayer cover songs. Like, what's the first song that you remember? Or not? How you remind me, lah? Okay, so this was two thousand two two thousand three or two thousand one. One, yeah. The silver side up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they kept pretty much the same members. Not bad. Usually, like all these bands, you see them like go through like new members. So. Yeah. Well, they changed the drummer. Yeah. And percussion. And System of a Down is still together. Do they still make music? System of uh, Down. Let's see. Album. Well, they broke up in 20, 2006 and then reformed in 2010. Oh, oh those were the last two albums. Mass Rise and Different Types. Hmm. Possible 6th studio album. Continue touring. Yeah, so they haven't released anything new. I wonder if they still make royalty money. Probably. Yeah. Let's see. So speaking of royalty, like how how do these companies oh, still around? Yeah, they still release an album what, one or two years ago. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So like how how, how how do these companies keep track of the royalties, like so many countries around the world that play their music. You mean like for radio and stuff? Yeah. Is it so a trust time system? When, last time, no. Well, I guess trust, but then there's a record also. Like, uh, so last time when I was doing music business, mm -hmm. the, uh, the teacher told us that for radio, uh, you submit Okay, so for royalties, they are like, if I'm not mistaken, like there's like a black hat royalty where you pay a collection agency a flat fee. Okay. Uh, and then, I guess then they distribute it. So like for places like uh, clubs or bars where they have TVs playing, right? So those are usually like a flat fee. Lah. Then for radio... Wait, <coughs> on a uh, side note... Is that why some like bars they play the video but they don't play the audio? Does that matter? Ah, uh, possibly. Like Healy yeah, Max, yeah. right? They only play the music video, but the the audio on the PA is not the song. Ah, uh, that's possible. Yeah. So for radio, what they do is you're required to submit a list, like I'm not sure every month or something, and then uh to the to the collection agency uh, and then they'll see like, oh, you played this record label's song uh, X number of times, so uh, they calculate it based on that. Okay. So like, uh, the sheets have to be like timestamped too, like, oh, this song was played at like, let's say like, oh, 10, 37 p.m., yeah. right? So they know like, oh, you played this song at that time, then uh, that's how they keep track of it. Okay. Yeah. But is it like a big sum? Is it different? Differ from artist to artist or label to label. I'm not sure how much the royalties are, but then how much artists get is from artist to artist. Hmm. So it could be like, oh, um, it's like one dollar a song, right? But then the artist contract with the label is like, oh, you only get ten percent of royalties. Mm -hmm. So they get ten cents of that, lah. Yeah. Hmm. A dollar a song seems quite high, though. I can't even be bothered to do the math. <laughs> Let's say one day you play X amount of songs, <coughs> and then you charge a dollar per song. I guess you have to make a lot more from ads. Yeah. No, but you're like, I don't know how many times can a single song be played in a day mm -hmm. assuming like you only play once per hour right uh huh 
and then like not every hour is spent playing music because like uh, there's talk shows too. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be higher actually. I mean, like to make it like worth to make the record label time worth it, right? Yeah. And not as like oh, I get like uh ten dollars a day, right? Mm-hmm. You play my song ten times in one day, so I get ten dollars. It seems so little. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, anyway, these days you walk into a cafe, and they're playing uh, Spotify. <laughs> yeah, they play spot. They play Spotify or like they play what you call it, uh, covers, right? Yeah, so I don't know if covers are like covers. So. Yeah, yeah. Actually, covers. Uh, so I read online. Actually, anyone can do a cover of any song. Just have to pay a fixed royalty fee. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Like you don't even have to ask for permission or whatever. Even if like you do it like uh for non-commercial purposes. No, no, for non-commercial, then it doesn't matter. If you're selling but, I mean, it or putting it on like, Spotify. Upload, yeah, upload my cover on YouTube. Is that considered me commercializing it? If you put ads on, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I think most videos, like most music videos, don't have ads because they're too short. I know, but you have ad blockers, so yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, from what I know, I like usually music videos don't get ads unless they're on like oh. the, the big vivo channels or whatever. I think. Why not? I, don't I mean, know. like uh, okay, like, I don't know. I mean, I have ad blockers too, so. Uh, but then you know, like uh, what's his name? Sai, his Gangnam Sai, like one billion views, right? Yeah. So like, uh, <coughs> like imagine it was monetized, like how much money you will make from it. That is true. So like, assuming they didn't do it before, like, uh, they should like learn from this kind of like instances, like oh, to be like a potential money maker. Yeah, maybe I, I don't know about back then, but at least now these days, uh, only long videos get ads. But yeah, I oh, mean. Right. I can't imagine how much Sai would have made. One, one billion views, right? I mean, even if it was one cent a view. <laughs> Maybe, and it, uh, uh, well, I guess, like, the, the exposure of the song led him to, like, so many, like, new jobs and, like, sponsorships or whatever, right? The value he got out of that hit was probably worth it even if he didn't do any uh, ads on the video maybe yeah and but i mean like because it's there it's kind of like a passive income thing yeah true but i mean you know now in 2020 i don't think anyone's still youtubing gangnam style right i don't know even I haven't heard the song in a long time. I can't remember the yeah, last I time I heard it. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite catchy though. I don't know. I don't know if it's still catchy if I listen to it now. Probably. I know like uh like every time it would come on in the club. I'll, I'll imagine. Well, I can, I can picture Alvin already <laughs> doing the dance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't even know how to do it. Oh, it's like one hand. Yeah. Riding the horse. It was so funny and ridiculous and catchy that like it caught on even yeah. though people didn't underst- understand the song. Yeah. We go as far as to say like it's uh, first viral video? No, I don't think it's the first viral video. No, okay, not first, but first mainstream viral video I mean it's definitely the first I think the like, first K-pop song that became a viral hit maybe I don't know well I, I before that thinking of uh, Wonder Girls right Nobody But You that one was all over but that was because the song was catchy this is like song and video like you have to watch the video to really appreciate the song right hmm 
But I didn't have to watch Wonder Girls to. Yeah, yeah. That that's way, that's but. a biased opinion. <laughs> you say I like Simon and Wonder Girls. What no? As in, like you you said, you didn't need to watch a video. Well, for me, I watched it because it was like hot girls singing. Oh right, that's so what I mean, caught like, me. It was into a catchy it. song, right? I mean, obviously, uh, I don't know. My first exposure to it was the video, la. and I continued mm. watching because of the video. Yeah, mm. yeah. Then the other one was a G G G G G G G whatever. Yeah. Song. Yeah. That one was. Yeah. So actually, like we saw that video like. Uh, years before I got into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's quite interesting. All these like, uh, what do you call it? Not premonition. Foreshadowing. Ah, uh, shed foreshadowing. Yeah. Is yeah. Evan watching now? Probably. It's only one viewer. Oh. Yeah. Why? Remember that day we were at Marmazon? Uh-huh. And then we were asking how come they don't do uh, refills of the pork? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, they are doing it now. Oh, really? <laughs> from the from the 17th to the 27th of October. Okay. You add 10 ringgit to your order, and then you get unlimited refills. Oh, man. They probably calculated it, you know? Like, people are not going to refill more than once. I feel uh, I can't imagine, oh. like, I'm so full already from one serving. I think the most are... You don't eat the rice, la. you just eat the pork. Oh yeah, like, if I don't the eat pork. the rice, yeah, probably. <laughs> when I think about it, like, I would definitely order a second one to get my 10 ringgit worth. And then after that, I'll be stuffed. Well, obviously you like... order a second one, if not, you wouldn't pay the 10 ringgit. See this promo? Facebook, is it? Uh, nah, I <coughs> oh, promise to you. Bottomless katsu. Alright, there we go. Never had bottomless katsu dream come true. Here's your chance. 17 to 27. Uh, I guess it's time to visit Mommy's on again. Yeah. Let's see how many we can eat. Oh, it starts tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> bottomless katsu. How many? Uh? Honestly, I think like two is kind of stretching it really. You know, like, wait, food I'll wastage will be charged. RM5 for every 300 grams. Session, se uh, dining session for each party is limited to 100 minutes. Okay. This is like a yeah, it's plenty of time, but. Yeah, it's more than enough. At RM10, yeah. Yeah, we, we try, man. Don't eat the veggie, don't eat the rice. But then you won't have a complete meal, right? Like, you f I feel like you need the rice and veggie. Can you say, like, uh, they, must, they must have a lot of, like, old leftover meat to kind of get rid of. Yeah, sure. that's that's my <laughs> first thought as well. Because <laughs> of MCO. Already, I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, to me, I was like, oh. It's like, oh, so much meat left, like, we couldn't sell during the six months lockdown, and then now there's another lockdown. Let's get rid of okay, it. Okay, but then like the day when we went to eat, uh -huh. did you have an issue with the meat in terms of freshness? Like, could you tell? Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. So like, uh, if you if that was supposed to be old meat, then yeah, but this it tastes just as good, right? Yeah, sure. I think there won't be an issue with the taste. Like, it's quite a high end restaurant, so. They don't want people to complain complain about the quality, but like, as in it's probably there's like a physical expiration date on it or something, you know, that they don't want to like go past. 
so yeah, that makes sense to me lah. Anyway, I won't complain. Ten ringgit for bottomless katsu. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, we we should totally go, man. Well, you have like a we have two weeks to yeah. take advantage of it. <laughs> twenty days, it's almost a month. Huh? Is it twenty days? No, it's ten. Hey, days, sorry, right? ten days. So, I misread. Yeah, ten days. That's slightly okay. over a week. I wonder how how successful this thing will be. I don't know. It's uh, it's a bit suspicious. It ends at the end of the MCO. Yeah. I mean, they expect traffic to go back to normal uh, after MCO. Oh yeah. Yeah. But then like. Like now, you guys live near me, so like it's like risky for you to come. No, dude. Uh, I saw like in the news day anywhere within KL is fine. Is it? Yeah. Then what's that? Then what's KL that thing to at the KL. start? Hmm. Then what's that inter district thing at the start? Oh, was that like a? Or did they like change their mind? No, Selangor or? to KL is different. Okay. I mean, when I go to your place, I'm still in KL. But I'm not sure about. Oh yeah, Edmund and Andrew have a problem, lah. Not me. Oh. Yeah. I'm I'm still in KL. But I guess Andrew, Andrew has a letter. He can probably show that. <laughs> I have a certificate to show I need to eat pork today. And then. Oh, no, Andrew and Edmund can go to One U and eat at Selangor. Can't go One U, man. It's like COVID. Yeah, uh, <laughs> then they can go to uh, main place at Subang, that's Langor. Yeah, they can go there. <laughs> Let them enjoy Subang. And then we'll, yeah. we'll just video call during dinner. <laughs> yeah. Shit, I didn't even know main place had Marmaison. Such a dead mall there. I don't know what main place is the first time. <laughs> it's, it's near Shah Alam. Like, it's near my old office. Oh. Uh, Big Bad Wolf there, yeah. We go there occasionally for meetings, yeah. Oh. And sometimes lunch lah, once in a while. But yeah, didn't realize that was a mummy's under. It's a pretty dead mall though. But they have a cinema, so I guess that's okay. But it's mostly full of offices, and uh, yeah, there's a vape empire when there couple of times. Oh, speaking of cinemas, I heard MBO might be shutting down. Yeah. My ex-colleague shared that news article. MBO well, was the one in Ampang that we used to go yeah, to. Yeah, Ampang Galaxy. Yeah. The best mall. Where the seats are all flat, so like tall people sat in front of you, they block you. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it was nice like to go for those uh, popular movies since there's nobody. But yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think they can survive, so it's not really unexpected. But maybe they, cause MBO has some popular venues, like the one in uh, Subang Parade. Wait, oh, I don't even know it's that. That's MBO. Kerber. But I know uh, some malls have MBO and uh, like. Is it. Which, is it. Uh, what's the one? Starling Mall, is it MBO? I'm not sure. Uh, Starling MBO. Yeah, it is MBO. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. I to watch like Crazy Rich Asians last time. Uh huh. With who? Alone lah. Nonsense. I didn't think anyone else wanted to watch with me. Nonsense. <laughs> I watched it with uh, my colleagues at Mid Valley. Oh. And then we had Mikey's Pizza after that. <sighs> what a terrible right, pizza. Mikey's is still around. Yeah, right? How, how does that place survive? It's so bad. And it's so expensive. It's like, what? Yeah. Uh, 16 bucks for one slice. And I mean, the, the full size pizzas are so huge too. And it's not good. 
I mean, like, big is fine. Like, I, I like, I like the big pizza. But then, like, you know, it's like, it's so expensive, it doesn't taste good. Yeah. So, I, don't I don't know, man. <clears throat> uh, it's, it's good now. These days, you have a lot of, uh, alternative shops, like Pizza Mansion. Oh, Pizza Mansion is pretty good. Yeah, it's good. Good times, you know? Had good memories there. Do they do delivery? I think they have grab. If I'm not mistaken. I think Mikey's pizza is on grab too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like it's not available for me, like oh. uh pizza mansion on my grab. Oh okay. You're wearing a New York shirt. Coincidence? We're talking about pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, how, how do you feel about people who don't check out the links you send? Uh, makes me, makes me hurt. Yeah, hurts you. Yeah. <laughs> hurts me too. Yeah. Like the time I told all of you guys to watch Anthony Jezelnik. I think only Edmund watched it. Really? Andrew didn't watch it, man? Andrew, no. Don't think he did. Oh, I thought he watched it too. Maybe he did. I don't know. Can't remember. You didn't watch it. That hurts me. Oh. Yeah. Comedy is, like, too subjective. No, but it's something I enjoy, so you should enjoy it too. No! <laughs> <laughs> you should totally watch it, though. It's really good. You'll 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 laugh nonstop and you'll be like, oh shit, I should have watched this earlier. I think you should watch uh Tom Segura. Yeah, I've seen some of his stand up in the past. Oh. Okay, let me add it to my list. Here's a newer newish Here's a newish one Disgraceful? On no, uh something called balls. Ball hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll add it to my list. Actually, like, saw um, how I got into it. I saw a clip on Facebook Watch, mm -hmm. and then like it was like uh, a segment of his of that show. Okay. And I thought it was really funny, so I thought, like, oh, it's just funny. I suppose the rest should be pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, did you watch Jim Jeffries Intolerant? No. See? Wait, didn't you watch it, you? Oh yeah, oh yeah, we watched it together. Yeah. But I watched it like twice before oh. I watched it with you. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, I guess like uh, sometimes comedies can watch multiple times. Yeah. But the Russell Peters one, sometimes like, sometimes it's like, uh, like sometimes like, I watch it and then I still think it's quite funny. Like, even though I know the punchline, but I, like, I think like the build up and delivery like adds to it. Yeah. I should probably like give his newer stuff a shot, like, cause I got kind of bored of him already. Then I stopped watching his stuff. You mean Russell Peters? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Okay, what is the worst movie that you've seen? Human State. <laughs> 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 Me too, that's my answer. But, uh, but I don't know, like, I guess we were, we were young, we really understand all these see human stain IMDB 6.2 out of 10 no still not very good I don't know how, oh yeah so maybe we didn't really appreciate all these kind of, kind of dramas yeah. <laughs> wanna rewatch it again uh, probably not <laughs> oh it won Three wins and five nominations. The hell? Yeah, American film. 
Washington movie DC of the year. Wow. Black Reel Award for Best Supporting Actress. Hmm. Oh, the prison, the prison break guy, isn't it? Really? Wentworth Miller. Oh yeah. Oh, speaking of Wentworth Miller, there's supposed to be a new Prison Break, right? No, I was like, I already long time ago, 2015. 2005 to 2017. Did I watch the 2017 one? Uh, season 6. I thought it was really shitty. Let's see how it ended. I forgot how it ended. Huh. I think I didn't watch the season 6 one. Oh, I guess it's time to watch a new show. Six Prison Break. I'm reading this, I don't even know, I don't understand what's going on. Eh? Oh no, so that was the fifth season in 2016. The, uh, and then a revival series premiered. Eh? Wait. Oh, sorry. Announced in 2016, premiered 2017. <coughs> 2018, Fox confirmed season 6 was in early development. However, in 2019, they announced they have no current plans to revive it. Oh, okay. So it's only five seasons. Hmm. Yeah, they watched the fifth season. Oh, wow. Seven years. The composer of the Prison Break song, the score, uh-huh. by the guy who did Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh. Yeah, I remember I started watching the season 5, but I didn't finish it. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I wasn't, it was like, I didn't think it was very good. Don't know. Yeah, that's, that's the one where, where when Wolf Miller comes back from the dead. Well, I yeah. mean, he's not dead. Did they explain how he was alive? I forgot already. They probably did, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I should rewatch it. Prison Break. I remember binging it when it first came out, man. With, I watched it uh, with Win Yu. I think we started when it was like season 3 or something. So we went through season 1 and 2 in like 2 weeks. <laughs> Good times. I thought like the, the first couple of seasons were quite clever and good, but then after that, like, when they stopped using the tattoos, you know? Yeah. Then, like, I thought, like... Well, because he couldn't have tattooed for future prisons. <laughs> so then they should have, like, just added it there and then, you know? Oh. Well. Instead of, like, trying to, like, drag it up. But I guess, like, it was doing really well. Yeah, it was. So they wanted to milk it. Like, I can't blame them, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, it was, it was very, really clever back at the time. Actually, I don't know, maybe watch it now and like, oh, so dumb. Hmm. Okay, what is your favorite home cooked dish? Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Explain. I don't know, it's. It started off with something my mom would cook for me in Singapore. And mm-hmm. then when I came back to Malaysia. We used to have a maid and then she would cook it for me for lunch too. Yeah. Then like, it just became really comforting food to me. Okay. And since then I started cooking it myself. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know, do you have any fond memories of it besides your mom cooking it? Oh. No, I mean, that's, I, I don't know, that's pretty fond memory for me. Okay, fair enough. Well, for me, it's really hard, like... Chicken rice, your mom's chicken rice. My mom's chicken rice. Uh, I also like the banh mi she makes. Oh. Flour noodles. <laughs> and then I also like uh, the this, like, ginger chicken. Like, the black okay. sauce. Yeah, like, she does it really well. The black sauce ginger chicken. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, it, it tastes really good. I guess it's not something uh you really find outside. And uh, yeah, well, she makes it taste really good. 
Is it cause it's tasty or is it cause it's squad marinade? No, it's damn tasty, dude. Oh. Yeah. So maybe someone else could make like a tastier version and you like that more. Yeah, they could. Oh. I mean, but so far, what I've tried. Excuse me. Like, my mom's one's the best one, lah. Because she has like that. Like, she uses like extra stuff. Uh huh. Like, like her love, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You think so love is. Love. No one else can cook the same way. Do you think love is like a tangible ingredient? Um. It's not a tangible ingredient, but it's like a tangible action. <laughs> like you know, like um, like you know, like restaurants, they might, they might like, not care about like the cut of the meat or the freshness of the meat, mm -hmm. the quality of ingredients, because they're trying to maximize their profit, right? Yep. So like when you eat at home, like, like my mom's quite fussy about like uh, the ingredients, you know. Mm -hmm. Always like telling me, oh, this use this one, this oil is healthier. I'll put this one in, like, put in turmeric, you know, it's like good for you. And then, like, she'll wash the vegetables. Like, I, I guess it's like a bit uh, fussy on her part, too. But then, like, you know, she washes like the vegetables really carefully and all that, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like all oh, the extra steps that ensuring that you get to eat like the healthiest meal possible or like have the best possible ingredients you know? mm -hmm. so like those are like the actions of love that you know feel like contributes to the the overall meal yeah yeah hmm. I guess so yeah like there's some oh, I guess, yeah it's just uh, your mind like like food like taste and scents uh, what else? Yeah, like those two are well a along with music, they can like trigger memories really yeah. easily. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I guess if you had a shitty childhood, <laughs> home cooked food probably tastes terrible. Mm, I don't know. I <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, that's my theory. We should. Like interview someone with a shitty childhood. <laughs> Fabian, hey. Hello, <laughs> Alright. Yeah, okay. Maybe that's a bit mean. Sorry if you're watching Fabian. <laughs> okay, uh what is the longest amount of time that you've slept for? I don't know. I'm gonna say like maybe ten or twelve hours. Wow. I I I would say like I think there was a time I slept almost a whole day. Uh, after, cause I had to stay awake like more than twenty four hours. Uh, doing my like final assignment at college in college. Uh, Lim Kotwin. Like that, so I was like, so fucking tired. I had to drive to college to submit it, and then like, present, present it, you know. Then after that, like, <coughs> just drove back home and like slept the whole day until like the next day, because we had no more classes really. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I've ever been like that tired before. Yeah. Have you ever stayed awake like longer than twenty four hours? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Mm. Well, I'm pretty good at like managing my sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the most recent one, I've probably done it during Big Bad Wolf sale. Yeah, but other than that, it's been a long time. 
Well, I guess like in come between. like the, the day when I stayed up for the iPhone. Uh-huh. But that wasn't 24 hours, right? So that was like... Uh, 20 hours, maybe? Yeah. Even then I was like damn tired. <laughs> yeah. So I guess... I don't know, I've never been so busy that I had to stay up for that long getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I would like to be that busy though. I'm curious what it's like to be so busy. Oh, it's not a good feeling though. You'll be like super tired. No, maybe just for one day, you know. Like, I like to see what it's like. <laughs> 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 yeah. But I don't know, like, uh, past a certain point, you're just not productive anymore because you're so zoned out. But you force yourself to keep working because. Yeah, but because you, you have, have to. like. You have, like, stuff to do, mm-hmm. so you have to do it. You know? Yeah. So whether, like, the end result is, like, good or not, like, it's a different story. I'm like, well, the fact is to get it done. Yeah. Yeah, like, the like next time when. When we have, like, too many pe- uh, case orders, yeah. we need to spell stay out <laughs> <coughs> or we could just assign our workload properly and tell people it's being delayed uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know I mean I don't like being told that my keyboards are delayed that is true too so I'd rather, I'd rather like if other people then to feel that way too yeah oh. uh, okay we'll end on this last question uh, what would the worst thing? What would be the worst thing to have a phobia of? I don't know. I think any phobia is a bad thing to have. No, oh, well, like you know, a phobia of ghosts is not as bad as like a phobia of taxis. You know. Like for me, I was thinking like when I saw this question, like I think having a phobia of technology would probably be the worst thing to have. Oh. Yeah. Right. Like life would be so shitty. Then again, I don't know, cause I'm coming from the perspective of someone who's who embraces technology and has done it the, his whole life. Why do you say like phobia of ghosts is not so bad? Cause they don't exist. Yeah, I mean that's what I thought too. Uh-huh. And then I'm reading it says even the mere mention of supernatural things can evoke the fear. Oh, yeah, no. So, so it doesn't fine, matter if it's real or not, just the idea of it. Sure, but you know people don't normally talk about supernatural. When's the last time you talked but about I mean, ghosts? Like, I mean, maybe it doesn't have to be like a, 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 about ghosts or like, uh, I mean, to be something spiritual that's somehow supernatural too. I mean, yeah, well, when's the last time we talked about anything supernatural, right? <coughs> like, like during like Hungry Ghost Festival month, yeah. you like so scared during the whole month. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Like for me, I I didn't really notice any change during Hungry Ghost Festival. Well, I guess I mean this time because we've been have, like, maybe I staying have, indoors. Oh, it's called Who's that behind you? Oh, <laughs> you imagine like I, I watched the replay of this and then there's actually someone behind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That'd be fucking funny. Or scary. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Alright. 
uh, we've crossed the hour mark, so it's a good time to wrap up. Edmund, any question? Mm, yeah. Are yes, we, are we uh, gonna have lunch it. tomorrow? How? Oh, no, you, you, you're fine. I mean, we're both in KL. Oh, well, we have. <laughs> yeah. We have bottomless tonkatsu. <laughs> yeah, it's tomorrow. Yeah, it does. Oh man, I hope there's like no super long queue. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Go to the one six three one. I think like not many people go there. Really? Where's the other one? I never seen it like full. The other one? Oh yeah, Publica would have queue all the time. I guess. I mean, Publica, I mean, like the yeah. Publica one probably has like a higher chance. Like. But Publica is like more fun to hang out in. I feel. Is it? Isn't it? the same better than 163 i feel really yeah no you don't think so no it's about the same to me hmm. i don't know yeah it's been a while since we went public anyway when's the last time no we went the other day what's the other day uh all right thai food yeah, yeah that was many weeks ago, dude. It's still like uh, relatively recent, but you can't say it's been a while. Mm. But, yeah. Alright, no questions in chat. I guess we can wrap it up. Thanks for another episode, man. Night. Good night, everybody. See you, world. <laughs>